Once in a great while, we are privileged to experience an event so extraordinary it becomes part of our shared heritage. Phil Greaves unfollows Red Kahina. Simon Hedges' windmill fire. Phil Greaves unfollows Red Kahina. Again. Then, for a long time, nothing happened. Until this weekend. Behold the future of Twitter apologies. Bradley! On 19th of February 2018, I made a seriously defamatory statement on my Twitter account, Ben Bradley, MP, about Jeremy Corbyn, alleging he sold British secrets to communist spies. I have since deleted the defamatory tweet. I have agreed to pay an undisclosed substantial sum of money to a charity of his choice. I will also pay his legal costs. I fully accept that my statement was wholly untrue and false. I accept that I caused distress and upset to Jeremy Corbyn by my untrue and false allegations, suggesting he had betrayed his country by collaborating with foreign spies. I am very sorry for, for publishing this untrue and false statement, and I have no hesitation in offering my unreserved and unconditional apology to Jeremy Corbyn for the distress I have caused him. Please retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 45 of We Don't Talk About the Weather, political discussion that to the uninitiated major sound like screaming and crying. I'm Adam, and I'm here with Hugh. Hello. And we're here to talk about this week's news. And it might sound better, because I changed my mic, because I realised that for the last couple of weeks, I think my mic has been broken. Really? Yeah, I think it's been broken since it, um, I moved out of the way of a woman with a pram, and it bashed against the wall. I made a horrible dong sound, and it hasn't really worked properly since. <laughs> so now I've swapped over to a different it mic. It definitely wasn't two weeks ago when you were smashed. Um... No, it wasn't that. No. <laughs> I think all of it is interlinked. <laughs> it will all be interlinked in our ongoing mythology about the lost episode. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that woman was Stella Chrissy. <laughs> the Russians! <laughs> I don't know if she's a Russian, Russian person. She very well might be a Russian person. I don't think she's ever I don't come think out she's and said I've, she's a Russian person. I've literally seen her walking around the streets with shoes that are actually tied. So I don't think she actually believes the Russians are controlling the world. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Ben Bradley. Oh yeah, that was our, that was our yeah. open there. Yeah, Ben Bradley. Um, um, now the most retweeted fit, more retweeted than anything that the Conservative Party have ever done on Twitter, mm-hmm. and more retweeted than Donald Trump's most retweeted thing. That's amazing. It's so good. That's amazing. It's just the height. It can only go down from here. Yeah. That's it. Dirtbag left over. Um, well, it's that funny thing is the people saying that retweeting him is a slur <laughs> and like laughing at Who him. Who said that? Really? <laughs> so um, they're saying that it's, a, it's turned into abuse. So what they're saying is that laughing picking that. on the weakest <laughs> when they're down mm. is generally a bad thing. But he's not the huh. weakest. Yeah, he's an obnoxious eugenicist who got yeah. caught lying and labelling the leader of the opposition a traitor within days of a man going to prison who said he was going to kill Jeremy Corbyn for being a traitor. <laughs> so I think the man can deal with a bit more than. Oh yeah, no, I do not give a fuck about him. But oh, it's no. just like them drawing that moral lesson. It's like, yeah. oh, what's the charity do you reckon he had to donate to? Um, the IRA isn't a charity. I think it was a homeless charity because um, it was a charity of Corbyn's choosing, wasn't it? I would have done a food bank in Ben Bradley's I think constituency. It, I, I, th- I think it was. Oh, that's great. I need to look it. I need. I that, would need to look it up. That would be a solid. Um, Can't do that anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bradley will make a donation to a food bank and a homeless charity in his Mansfield constituency. Fantastic. Boom. <laughs> Fucking every time you think the boy can't get more savage. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, and, and I saw that today. Not to get too euphoro Corbynist <laughs> about it, but... That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny when that pretty kind of shit happens. Um, and I saw pictures of Jeremy Corbyn throwing snowballs on Instagram. Um, oh, yeah. Dawn Foster made me laugh on Twitter. She said, like, the person he's throwing snowballs at uh, Ben Bradley, who's crying on the floor. <laughs> it looked like he was throwing snowballs at himself. It does. It's like throwing snowballs, running round, and catching them. I've also seen pictures of Jerry Adam throwing snowballs, so what does that tell you about the hard left? Yeah. And the throwing snowballs. Well, there was that... Um, our first topic this week was going to be why are the Tories so bad at social media? And I figure this is a good way into it. Yeah. Do you remember... Um, I think it must have been Cameron running up to the 2015 election and he had this um like this really solid like social media presence. I won't say good because it was different then. It was mm. like the outsiders and the weirdos were on Twitter as opposed mm. to people, you know, making policy and that. Mm. Um but he had a snowball picture. Mm. Um he had I can't I was he was with Carol Vorderman. Um, and Carol Vorderman was throwing a snowball and it looked for all intents and purposes like this organic scene of a genuine human being. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of that's our entry point into like, what's happened with the Tories on social media? They can't pretend to even slightly be... David Cameron, it's a weird thing. The longer it's gone since David Cameron went away to wherever David Cameron goes to forget where his child is, um, except remembering where the dead one is, Mm -hmm. um, and who tried to save his dead one. Mm -hmm. Um, until before he until you know, it's been a while since he went away. Um, mm. I'd forgotten he was quite not good. He was terrible, but he was really good at pretending to not be a lizard. <laughs> he had like he could hold like he could say a thing, mm. and it would genuinely feel like it that thought had occurred to him, and then he said it rather than reading from a script. That you've been reading from for two years, like Theresa May has. Well, he learned. He learned from Tony Blair. He even had mm. like Blair's mannerisms exactly. He always used to say things like, "It is. I'm going mm. to do it because it is the right thing to do." And he had his hands out and he had the gestures down. But his ability was like as a PR man, and also it. I think it's that, it, yeah. it kind of better than Blair because Blair always looked like at any moment. The metallic fingers would like shear through the skin on his hands, and he'd just like start clawing at things. Whereas David Cameron, I'm pretty convinced actually that with regards to the lizard hybrid upper classes of this country, he was the runt of the litter, and he's more human than lizard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's a good man. I think he's better at imitating a good man <laughs> for five minute bits or a photograph of Carol Vorderman. Whereas I don't think Theresa May could have a hey, photograph. You know. With Carol Vorderman and not look like she wanted to hit her. Yeah, it's something about. I think it was like also something about like the how it, the kind of arguments they were making then. Let's say like even go back to like two thousand ten. Hmm. Um, the kind of environment they were coming up in was like oh big billboards of like you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't you know get your family into ten billion pounds worth of debt, would hmm. you? No. 
vote conservative, that yeah, kind of that thing. Kind of so they had something to fight against, it, no matter how like specious or like bullshit it was. But also, I would so get my family into that amount of debt if I could. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. You watch those babies kind come for me. Yeah. When I've got my private military contractors. <laughs> 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 Which is also why we never needed to worry about paying down the deficit. When anyone. you could pay, that's the when you could just pay Paddy Ash down. <laughs> Disappear. <them> yeah. <laughs> they knock on the door and he rises out of your bin like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Slits their throats. I like that. The thing is, me and you have been going on about Paddy Ashdown being this crack serial killer for the British government for so long. I'm pretty certain he's probably un- probably just quite calm. I'm pretty sure he pr- was probably you know a soldier who went to places and shot, but like the monstrous visage of British decolonial kind of military activities. And is, it's the fact that it's all redacted and all that kind of stuff. Seam. That all you can see is like every so often he'll be sitting there like I don't know, he'll be at like a New Year's Eve party and sort of pull a party popper and he'll just have a cold, distant stare. <laughs> and in his head he's just like in Yemen as a town burns and the popping is the sound of like <laughs> Like the cracking of the wood of like a small hovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he um, was doing his thing about, you know, you will get your family into 10 billion pounds of debt. Yeah, so, and it was kind of, he had those like family portraits. He seemed like, I always like think about, about Blair that people kind of knew who he was. They thought he was a flash London lawyer mm. and they were just okay enough with that kind of social presentation. People talk yeah. about like, oh, he presented a entirely different way it's like no he didn't he did the same thing that American politicians have been doing for decades which is as long as you present yourself as a vaguely unthreatening undangerous family man Hmm. you get alongside those like law and order voters Hmm. you can you can get that those kind of people on side and David Cameron was coming up in a time when people were I think pretty scared and there was a kind of we were talking about early on today like uh, the blitz spirit that didn't that kind of like British nostalgia for World War Two and Blitz Spirit and stuff didn't appear right after the financial crisis, but it did appear kind of three or four years later. It happened with the election. It happened with 2010. When, especially when they announced austerity. Yeah. Mm. Um, that it was all kinds of, well, you know. Yeah. So that was like their, that was their like social media thing. They were praised for it in uh, 2010 to 2015. Mm. They were, con- they had a solid message and... They seem to execute it well. And now you get to the 2017 election. Hmm. Um, there was a story this week about um, Brandon Lewis, the new, I think, the new Tory party chairman. And uh, he's looking to recruit paid tweeters and paid social media people to do Tories, Toryism. Um, yeah, um, I assume he'll be, because they're Tories and they always get the cheapest... It will be a bot farm just outside of the Ukraine. In a little place <laughs> it's called... Just, it's just the idea that, like, oh, well, to respond to all the people who genuinely want to vote Labour, we'll hire somebody. Yeah. It's we'll a very Tory response. We'll buy votes. <laughs> I bet you there's been a serious discussion about whether they could actually pay people to vote for them. There's, that discussion, I think, happens every single Conservative election. We're sort of saying, but no, just explain to me again why. <laughs> Look, great-grandfather, he did it all the time. <laughs> Uh, that he was uh, moaning about um, how whenever um, somebody from the right goes on Twitter, um, the attack from the hard left is sometimes, this is a quote, unbelievably abusive and vitriolic. For some people, if they suddenly get attacked by a huge number of hard left people they've never met, that can put them off. It's like, so you're going to pay them because they don't 
want to because they're like I, there's two different levels to it like i mm. i don't i I've, i'm around occasionally like social media managers not not that intently and i'm sure there's like patterns to advertising on social media and all that i'm sure mm. there's a deeper theory to it whatever but just from what i can see like there's two different levels to like why they're so bad at the minute mm. and the top le- the top level is them just basically advertising their brand Oh, just threw up in my mouth yeah. saying that. Um, like the last, I looked at the last four tweets on their main conservative account, and it's um, a video, a full, a full sixteen nine video mm. of Liam Fox giving a speech with a load of um, uh, like images of like Oxford and airports and things like that. One of those things that looks like a Warner's travel travel package, alongside. Uh, a picture of him um, doing a speech. There's no subtitles on it, so you can't tell what he's doing. Now, like, we all know how social media works. We all have phones. If there's a video on there, on Instagram, for instance, yeah. it's always subtitled because yeah. people don't have their phones on the train, on a bus. Mm. They don't have their, their, their sound on. Yeah. Um, that's a, like a basic thing. Um, but Liam Fox as well. Um, it was a big day for him. He had a choose- big speech. Why have, but, why have, yeah, this is another problem. So people have forgotten mm-hmm. that Liam Fox was travelling around with his... And it's not like, if he's, oh, you if know he's who got, gay and in the closet, fine. But don't give, give him government ID and help and bring him with you to sell guns to disgusting countries. To the, to the extent that like sketchy, uh, the, like the, the sketchy British defence industry mm. allows people back in after doing watch. You look at what you look at a situation like that's some reprehensible shit. All right, okay, it just carries on. Like British defence is a fucking yeah. world unto itself. You know who else came in back into the government? I think this week, Damien Green. Oh, Damien Green, um, the porno. Yeah, the uh, the porno guy and the inappropriate uh, yeah. inappropriate touching man. Yeah, um, he came back in. This week, I don't, I can't remember what role he has. Mm. It might be an advisory role, but yeah, he's he's back in there. And then he he left what four ago. months ago, yeah. five months ago. It doesn't. They come back so fast. These things quickly. don't matter anymore. No, it's really easy when you. Maybe they never did, but they certainly um, don't seem to matter now. I think they did matter a little bit more. I think the press has gotten worse, and we'll talk about it later with um, in the episode about that. But the press have really. They give the Tories such an easy time. Like Newsnight last night. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Jeremy Corbyn in a bit. But um, when they were talking about the Corbyn Brexit stuff, yeah. the picture they had of him was, it looked kind of cool. Because it was him standing there kind of like praying. And behind him was like a red banner and yellow stars. <laughs> and it's like, you know he's not a Corbyn. You know he isn't. Well, they're competing, aren't they? They're competing with they're competing for eyeballs and they're competing for sensational stories. So no, the people who run Newsnight probably fucking believe that as well because the people who run Newsnight are fucking Tories as well. All the political people at the um, at the BBC are pretty right wing. Otherwise, Nick Robinson wouldn't be there. They've, I mean, they've definitely infiltrated. The, the whole idea of the lefty BBC has kind oh. of gone by the wayside. And I don't know if it ever existed, really. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, anyway, the, um, the, the, the Tories on, and like so, their second tweet yeah. uh, when I was looking, I was looking at this about probably five o'clock today. Yeah, um, their second one was um, criticizing Labour, specifically reprinting a complaint letter that one of their MPs sent to um, 
to Labour for appointing Monroe Bergdorf as um, Equalities Advisor. Mm. Um, if you don't know, she's the, uh, the transgender person who um, she got fired from L'Oreal for saying um, white people are taught to be, all white people are socialised to be racist mm. um, and things like that. And it's like nothing, and oh, and the suffragettes were um, uh, white supremacists, which is actually, Quite for most of the work. Pankhurst family, was accurate. Yeah, there was like one good Pankhurst. There was one great Pankhurst. Yeah. And there were was one very, very bad one. And then there were two like Reasonably white bad ones. bad ones. Yeah, there was one that went off to Australia to be a f- to literally be a Nazi. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's how families yeah. work. You know, you push out one communist and then you... <laughs> the, the curse is also you get a bunch of fucking Nazis. Um, the third tweet, I'm only going to do four... Hmm was retweeting Maria Miller uh, talking about the UK keeping pace with um, EU labour laws after Brexit. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one was retweet... Well, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, etc, etc. Was retweeting bits of the Liam Fox speech from today. Oh, my God. Um, they're too reliant on, like, personalities, except none of them have any with personalities. The, and the ones that do are abhorrent. And when they... Um, when they seize on a phrase, so they, they... I don't know what's happened. I don't know if this was the case earlier on, like in Cameron's era. Hmm. When they get a phrase and they're all told... They're clearly told to tweet it out. That's yeah. what a social media strategy is about. They don't change it. They just tweet out exactly the oh, same yeah. thing. It's like, strong and stable. Strong and stable. Strong and stable. Strong and stable. Strong and commanding. Strong and stable. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not... It's not great watching. No, no, they're really... Um, yeah, they because activate still hasn't really gone off the ground. Well, they're they're not very good. No, there's. I think it speaks to also a larger problem in that it's not actually the Tories' social media strategy. No, it's that a conservative is at their most animated when they're out of power and have something to rail against. They're yeah. no, they're no good when they're in power in articulating their message because the, the main goal of conservatism much more than anything is to gain power. So mm. once they're in power, yeah. they don't have they don't have an animating like what's the animating principle of Theresa May's government? Like it, it doesn't have one. It's surviving. Even before two thousand seventeen. Yeah, cause well, yeah, cause since like the coalition government they were literally just tr- trying to balance the books. That was their their magic thing. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't they've really... got they've got no big claim. When Thatcher got into power, was that about? Did she go on about balancing the books as well? I bet you she... Um. Yeah, she did the household thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. she had the whole thing about you know slapping the road to serfdom down, or was it road to serfdom? It was one of the li- like libertarian neoliberal texts and saying yeah. this is what we believe now. Um. Also, they had... It was a different time then, I suppose, like... They have always had the papers. Yeah. But the papers are a slower and increasingly less influential method of... Mm. thing. It was uh, illustrated in the whole thing with um, uh, the Matt cartoonist. Oh, God, yeah, uh, The Telegraph like cartoonist, Matt. It's his 30th anniversary. His dad was, I think, edit, political editor of the Telegraph. Yeah. And everybody was oh, chumming around going, oh, 30 years of Matt. Like, it's a big, friendly club. Yeah. And they're all, oh, great. And Jeremy Corbyn said, nah. No, I don't find and, it very funny. <laughs> and, like... That's what he said, doesn't it? They're all... And, and the, the thing is, they're all inside the club. They're all... 
They only talk to each other. They all think they all have very insular ideas about what they think is going to be popular and what mm. they think is the proper way to act. And this includes the Labour right. Mm. And they just kind of all turn on. It's like, oh, I can't believe he doesn't have a sense of humour. It's like, yeah, I saw the- he's already demonstrated his sense of humour. You bitching just reinforces the line between people like you and other people. Yeah. And it does not do one thing to make you more popular. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw the list of all the people who went to Mm-mm-mm. his thing and there was like the ghost of Pinochet and I can't remember anyone else. <laughs> I think that was like Blair and Cameron and it was all the old faces, all yeah. the beloved cartoon characters you loved. It's just, political cartoons are universally shit apart from Ben Garrison. Uh, um, Gerald Scarf's alright. Right, Scaife? Scarf? He's okay. There was that one for the... There's that one for the Guardian that used to do well. The ones I used to see were like the really, really brutally over the top ones, yeah. like Blair pushing like like corpse murdering Blair monster <laughs> and things like that. That used to make me snigger. But in general, they're crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird because um they when there's papers mm. and you're told strong and stable, mm. it might be. Twice a month, maybe three mm. times in a month. Whereas now that there's, say, like on a Sunday, mm. you've got Peston, Mar, do you have Newsnight as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll have, say, you'll have a Tory on, a, say, you might even have a different Tory on each one. Yeah. They will all say the same things, while about 17 other Tories are all tweeting the same things. Yeah. That it's really easy to see through it all. Yeah. And the Labour right do it all the time with regards to criticising Corbyn. They'll all come out within minutes of each other tweeting the same bullshit. It yeah. hasn't happened for a while because they're losing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a really inhuman thing. It's really, it just, it, it, it's um, uncanny valley stuff. Yeah. You know, like the thing with virtual reality that um, there's, you see it with like um, Pixar things. Yeah. That Pixar things, because they don't look too realistic, yeah. they're endearing. Whereas if they look slightly too much, like there was that, Sort of Japanese robot that looks yeah. so wrong. Yeah, um, and then it just doesn't it's work. because it looks like a corpse, isn't it? It looks like um, yeah, it you, looks dead. It looks wrong. Yeah, um, and that's kind of how they are on the internet. <laughs> they just it does. It's obviously a robot. I think like there's on the on the on the top level they can rely on the kind of traditional PR advertising kind of things. You're presenting a brand, and what they do is they present like policies in long form. Mm. Their policies aren't very good, aren't very well thought out, and aren't that relevant because they're they, old Blair policies. They're they old. Them, they're usually neoliberal really policies as well. Yeah, like for all the criticism that Corbyn has had and that Labour have had since Corbyn got into power of like mm. being vague about what policies are, the Conservatives are fucking terrible for it. Yeah, and even when they do finally come out with one, they drop it within minutes because they're told, "No, you can't kill my nan." Yeah, and it, 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 there's also a kind of changing in the the demographic of people like. Social media people, as much as the kind of traditional news media would want to kind of paint them as like privileged middle class, like activists or whatever, mm. actually, lots of people have Twitter. Lots of people are on social media. Well, that's like the thing. problem the most. Entry is very very low. Like um, it was. I was thinking about. You remember when Edwina Curry um, talked about smartphones and couldn't understand why anyone would be spending like their money that they needed for food on well, yeah, smartphones. You don't, you don't need a smartphone when you've got a butler and a rotary yeah, phone. Yeah, and she didn't, and she just, she could not understand it, mm. that, you know, um, a smartphone is like the easiest, cheapest solution to, like, finding a job, mm. entertainment, education, 
um, staying in touch with people, staying yeah. in touch with some kind of like discourse if you're Stay, on your own or whatever. Staying in touch with your family when you've been moved to Sunderland from the southeast. Yeah, exactly. And the left has always been, has always had like, even in it, even in its dark period. I'm talking about like the socialist left, mm. like the hard left, have always had a better kind of more a better discourse around it. Mm. They have like so many like uh, websites, articles, like newsletters, mm. magazines, things like that, blogs mm. that have just a better, like they seem to fight a lot and you see the kind of splitting mm. with the left and lots of different factions. Mm. And from the outside, it can look a bit like chaotic and thing, but actually it makes people super fucking sharp, which is when you get to then the lower level mm. of um, like the Twitter discourse, which is what, uh, Brandon Lewis was talking about like mm. the the what like what people seem to call trolls but are actually just like really people saying I disagree with you yeah really happy like um like viciousness like old internet yeah old internet people well a lot of the time it's like um it's like you slug you Tory, all well, that will say something and then people will post those that picture of the nine gallon men mm. and they'll be like oh, so mean yeah like you know they. A lot of them know how to maneuver it, maneuver in irony. A lot mm. of them know how to deploy the memes that conservatives seem to like. Cannot get. They do not understand it. Do you remember when Activate first started and they were yeah. doing like Star Wars shit and stuff yeah. like that? And it's like, look, people on Facebook do like do the Star Wars memes and the fucking like YouTube's of vaping tricks, mm. but Twitter is different. And also, those people understand like the they have. They have a different relationship with language. They don't have. They can't be brute forced with those images and those like talking points and those ideas, mm. you know. And they can't. They cannot understand it because they have no distance mm. from what they believe. I think like the Adam Smith Institute is another one. They try. They have hired somebody. I don't know. I I have no idea. There is who no it way would they be. paid that person. They are an unpaid intern. Oh, I mean. No, I think they would have to. I think they've. I think they would have had to have got someone. I no, would. They... I would reckon alt righty, as well. Maybe because that's ultimately if you're a conservative on Twitter, yeah, and you're being vicious and undignified and like fucking savage, yeah, you're all right. Ironically, Ben Bradley, from what I understand of him, would probably be quite good at that bit because mm. he is a vicious cunt, mm. and. Yet he's the one who's had his, who's been gilded. Yeah, and that's like on that level, you also can't compete with it because the people who like the savage left are competing with are people like the alt right. When yeah. they tweet at conservatives or liberals, they just fucking ruin them. Yeah, they it's, just. It's, most of the time, it's just and it is. It's just laughing at them. And they can even and even when they do get serious, mm. they just fucking destroy them because like you've got. A hold, another holdover from the Cameron years. You've got a whole generation of humanity students who can't find jobs. <laughs> so they got all, they who got they've got all day on all Twitter. All fucking day on Twitter. <coughs> Me. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> got nothing to do but read Adorno and shout at Tories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they just they cut. They can't compete on an institutional level because their messaging is wrong and bad because they don't really have anything to sell. And no. that's what the, the kind mm. of neoliberal Blair thing mm. is. You have a market of political ideals and you yeah. sell it as best you can. And you know what? Corbyn is doing exactly the same thing and he's doing it a lot fucking better. Mm. And on a savage level, you can't compete because you just... There's nothing you have to say 
that if you don't go too far, you just become outwardly racist and sexist. Yeah. Like, you can, like, every time they cry, like, trying to come up against, like, the Labour Equalities Conference mm. or the um, the appointment of, oh, what was her name again? Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, Monroe Bergdorf. Mm. Like, this thing will be, that'll probably be tomorrow's thing because I think yeah, uh, I started she, seeing some of that she's, she's only been appointed today. Mm. Um but this, um, when you come up against that kind of thing, like it's very telling that like they haven't got an army of people. Like, well, they have an army of people. They're mostly turfs hmm. who are kind of liberal or hmm. like like radical feminists. I don't know. I saw them. Um, they've started posting videos of the burning books now. Funny going Jones's book. You see what I mean? Because you know what makes you really seem like a liberal? <laughs> burning books. Because they don't have... It's exactly what I mean. When the left went really fucking savage, what did they get someone to do? They got a man to eat his own book. Yes. When the conservatives go really savage, what do they do? They video themselves burning books. <laughs> yes. Like, they have no they have no historical context. They, because they... I mean, I think at a very deep level, obviously, like, biased and that, but they have the wrong argument. They're mm. wrong. They're wrong about human nature. They're wrong about politics. They're wrong about the greater good. All that stuff. Mm. But they, they've they already got everything they want. Yeah, you know, um, they have a free market. They have their, like, their neoliberal paradise. And is it cracking up to be everything, everything you thought it would be? Is it bringing millions of people out of poverty? It's not really, is it? It's no. putting them into a different kind of poverty. It's not doing the things that you said they would. It's probably, yeah, it's, we've talked about it quite a lot, but it's why they don't really work on social media mm. and why they do work in papers yeah. and on radio and on telly. Because in general, you can't shout at them. Or you, just do like a six-tweet thread about why their argument is disgusting and them coming up with a macroeconomic policy for why all these people are freezing to death at the yeah. moment and it's the, how they're monsters you can't structurally hide that behind an argument about um like greater gdp yeah you know you can do that in a in a newspaper article in something long form mm. it's monstrous mm. and you see it but you see it done every day every spectator fucking article um, is like is like charles that, murray right? perfect example yes yeah do. um i did see with the um monroe bugdorf yes okay. yeah. yeah um sarah ditton uh, <laughs> oh really? I know. So because someone had taken pictures of her figure and posted it because she's blocked me, mm. um, and she was like, "I can't believe that he sh- that Jeremy Corbyn has chosen this this person, this person who um has no experience of politics or all that kind of stuff." He's like, "How did you get your job working for the New Statesman? Mm. How did you get your job working for the New Statesman, Sarah Ditton? Because you still work for Eurogamer. You're a games <laughs> reviewer, a bad games reviewer, but you did get your job for the New Statesman from Helen Lewis when you started being really horrible about trans people." That was your mm. qualification. Your qualification was probably having a frothy coffee with Helen Lewis <laughs> while complaining about men with dicks coming into your showers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like it. Especially, it's like yeah. there's certain people on Twitter who their Twitter avatars look at them looking really smug. Yeah, and it's something. There's something really. There is something. It's the raised. It's, uh, it's the raised head, the profile, and the tilt to the side. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think like to avoid. The, all the all the liberal papers and mm. uh, magazines have started doing the sketches, yeah. Um, which somehow doesn't make Stephen Daisley look any less monstrous. Oh God, no! In <laughs> in his like, well, so the, uh, in his still thing. the top tier sketch is still the um, the one of Nick Cohen that looks anti-Semitic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looks super anti-Semitic. But um, no, there's that thing, it's like, and also it's that snoot. That she drives me around the bend as well because there's something about the snooty, arrogant face, and it's like. Right for Eurogamer. Mm. That's part of the brand. 
yeah. isn't it? I mean, it, we're kind of like we're conflating liberals and conservatives here, but I think that's definitely a a a thing. Like Tories, Tories recently seem to be like the middle-aged men seem to have changed their their author portrait um, to like. Like looking to the side, but looking directly at this works fantastically on a podcast, as you can see. But I'll try and describe it. Like they tilt to the side, and then it's like they're doing a, a like a sitcom intro, yeah. like an old sitcom intro. So they tilt to the side and smile, and look directly at the camera. <laughs> Whereas like liberals, liberals be like, um, <laughs> like raising the head and looking down their nose at you, because they have the rational brain skills and yeah. they're emphasising the brain. And getting all the blood to flow <laughs> to the back of the head. The thing is, you can conflate them because, as a great woman did say, <laughs> yeah. if you push liberals a little bit, they do end up becoming fucking conservatives. Mm. Or, as a great Ferengi said, humans are really nice until they're hungry. <laughs> and if Brexit was anything, it was them all being hungry. As a as a point, right? Um, the Labour right. There was a councillor um, at the weekend who um, tweeted. Watching the Big Cup final, Man City versus Arsenal on the box. National anthem playing, God Save the Queen. My six-year-old daughter says she doesn't know it. That's how anti-patriotic and PC our school system has become. Shocking, really. Now, if you'd written that in a paper, there's no right to reply. Mm. There is no, like, comeback Well, to that's that. been written in the paper and a that, thousand times. Uh, and it's been written anyway. And right? so everyone's been already with their arguments. He's a Brighton councillor, and it's like... Somebody poked into his background. He was in charge of Brighton schools a year ago. Aside from the, oh, it's the watching the big cup final. The car- right, you don't know football, do you? Um, I, I know you know a, a bit ball. about football. I know right? there's a ball. Yeah, the Carabao Cup final was at the weekend, and it is the least cup. Like I think there is a lower league cup. I'm like more into football, but I'm not in, like hmm. mad about it. The Carabao Cup final is the is uh, the Champions League, the Europa League, Premier League, FA Cup, and then there's the Carabao Cup. It's like a remnant of years past mm-hmm. when they needed to put more t- football on TV. Okay. It's like, it's it's nothing. And it's just like the whole, like, matey kind of, you can't, you can't properly communicate that. And it seems like liberals still try, but conservatives can't, they can't get that feeling across. Yeah. Maybe they used to be able to, but they, they no, just don't, don't seem to be able to. to anymore. It's not, yeah, so it's not just, it's not just obviously kept conservatives, it's, it's all across the board and it's so easily mockable and so mm. it's so easy to go in on them because they're such deeply weird individuals they are they are real weird people. do you remember during the during the conservative conference actually mm. when um their instagram game because oh, this was so good. this was after um they'd had a big um uh like debrief about the yeah. election led by eric pickles and he'd said oh we need to be more active on social media yeah. and then and then they had these the these That's... Instagram photos of like the Conservative Party chairman standing in a room no it had the best one because it had Amber Rudd Amber Rudd with a plastic cup with wine in it and she had this kind of cheeky grin and she was sort of like looking a bit look like, at me I'm a normal person no she looked exactly like she's the recently divorced mum you're 19 and you're having a party and she's like, I'll stick around. <laughs> and she just goes on about how much she likes Genesis. It looked, <laughs> But not good Genesis. <laughs> Post-Gabriel Genesis. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy because it, it also, it looks exactly like if they had done some kind of behind the scenes of The Office 
as if it were a real yeah. documentary. Mm. It's like, how did you not work out? How, how did you not get any cultural feeling off that? How did you not look at that and goes, that shit, we should just put up nothing? Did you think that all the people who are being made homeless or all the students who couldn't, like the people who couldn't afford to send their kids to university or get, yeah. get them housing at all, would look at that and go, oh, they're really working hard. They're like boxers yeah. before a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, how did you judge that so badly? Yeah, they are pretty funny. And it's because they're all deeply weird and we're left, and also like, they've not fully recovered from Cameron leaving. No, no, not at all. And weirdly, it was that thing of it's because Cameron and Osborne left because it was always going to be like yeah. it would be Osborne's turn. Yeah. Um, oh, he would have been worse. And maybe, well, I no, actually no. think he would have oh, been worse. Yeah, definitely. He's he's really he's an odd one. But no, I mean that they literally have no idea who to have in charge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be weird to see what goes on with that. But they're just getting fucking worse. They're just bizarre. Yeah. They're really weird people. Really telling. Just to round yeah. this off. Uh, Brandon Lewis in the photo in the Telegraph when he was yeah. talking about recruiting all these social media activists. Yeah, it was a shot of him in Conservative HQ at a desk. It didn't have a computer on it, not even a laptop. Nothing. Didn't have his phone out on the desk. Nothing. And like, I know, obviously, you know, he could have, he could be really hot on Twitter and Facebook and all that, yeah. and have the phone in his pocket, and he could do it all from there. But I think that was a definite, like, an optic, a pile of files. Yeah. Uh, like a, a walnut wooden desk um, with the leather bits on it, like when they post and no computer, like when they post the picture of the chancellor with the um the red box, yeah, the red yeah. briefcase thing, and it's like. But even this was the one that figures, yeah, eighteen seventy four, and it's just so poignant that yeah. in an article entirely about how they're getting creamed on the internet, there's no internet presence in there whatsoever, <laughs> like none of the trappings, mm. none of the nothing of a modern office. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Mm. Um. Oh yeah, we were gonna do our like. Uh, we went to um the Walthamstow uh housing protest. Oh yeah, took my dog the weekend. Down there. Um, yeah, went down there for a look. Took my dog down there. Um, couldn't get really into it because I had my dog with me, <laughs> and he was very much. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna bark. Yeah. Um, but got to have a look. There were a lot less trots than I thought there'd be. Um, there were trots. There were three or four tables set up with um, um, socialist worker and socialist party, and no, there's only one table with socialist worker. The other one, there was, was one table with socialist worker, was, but then uh, there was another table. Oh yeah, with but that was like um, party and was, um, oh yeah, there was the socialist party, and there was um, some momentum people because I recognised some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see because it's a weird thing because they lined up along the boundary mm-hmm. to show how how much space how is going to be taken, and it's a lot of space. Yeah. Um, and it was quite obviously for for the photos and all that kind of stuff. And then they marched around it. Yeah. And then they stopped. And yeah. then they did some speeches. And they obviously didn't vet some of the speeches because there was... Um, there's one that we'll talk about in a minute. But there was one... It was just a bloke who was drunk. He sounded pissed, didn't he? He was, he was talking about loot and flats. Yeah, being moved to loot and... I've got to get out and the lift's broken. Yeah. lift's broken. Yeah, complaining about the broken escalators. Which was very odd, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was a Lib Dem. Yeah, so I think, I mean, obviously this is like not a Momentum or a Labour Party or a Socialist Party no. or anything like that. Obviously, Despite the fact that obviously was, like, like, Nancy was there. And yeah. <laughs> there was a, it, was, it was very much, there was a Socialist thing, but they didn't obviously, ban people. Yeah, Socialist organised and broad, kind of like Popular Front, Broad Front kind yeah. of thing. So they had um, a Lib Dem activist who, who got up there and was talking about how you don't have to vote for um, two competing wings of Labour, you can vote Lib Dem. And it's like, 
<sighs> now I'm listening here and I know the Lib Dems in Wolfhamstow are against the flats, but at the same time, not in a million years. No. You have to be fucking crazy at this point in political um, history to think that people are going to vote Lib Dem. In Wolfham Forest, um, in Wolfhamstow, Lib Dems have been second for a long time, mm. but they have been a very distant second. Yeah, yeah. Um, very distant. Their yeah. offices, I think their offices... They've moved, but their offices did used to be down by Wilco's. Oh, okay. Um, and it looked bad. It looked very <laughs> badly maintained. <laughs> um, but then, they're, who's going to vote fucking Lib Dems? Yeah. It, really, at the moment, what kind of what kind of idiot? And I know the kind of idiot because he talked about it again on the radio. It was James <laughs> O'Brien talking about how much he likes Vince Cable. Um, and you know who knows what this sh- this sensible, rational man would do if he had his hands on the reins of power. Oh no, we do know yeah. because he did actually have his hands on the reins of power. And you know what? He was horrible. Yeah. Um, and what did he do before it when he had his hands on the reins of power at Shell? I don't know because you know did redacted. That. Yeah, redacted, <laughs> redacted, redacted. But you know he got some tips from his old pal Paddy Ashton. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we had the the Socialist Party speaker. I think the Socialist Party speaker up yeah. next, and you know. Just trying to keep it all together and keep it kind of like, now you can see how bad these plans are because there's a Lib Dem up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Um, be- she, actually, she actually named him as like, and you can see how bad it is because we have this condemn activist. Yeah, which I forgot about here. that. And it's like, the condemns. Yeah. I forgot about that. God, it was a whole other, it feels like a whole other era, doesn't it? Was, it? it was a weird time. It was a weird time when the best you could vote for were the slightly sketchy TUSC yeah and that was your best option yeah um, so it's good it's good it's a it's like either the slightly sketchy TUSC or Daz from Class War yeah I was like like I went to protest more in um in Birmingham hmm. like the, it, but it was a kind of a bit more focused because hmm. it was mainly EDL anti-EDL anti-Islamophobia yeah stuff and um it's always nice to like be around other people because it can feel quite like Isolate. Like I don't really know any. I don't know any like socialists other than you guys and some of your friends and yeah. things like that. And you can feel quite like isolated because Twitter's all well and good, but even then, you don't like, know people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once I've met, I've been all lucky because in general, people don't really talk about their politics at work. No. no. Whereas, um, because of being a stay-at-home dad, I've always had kind of the. Freedom to <laughs> yeah, like because I'm yeah. not going to get sacked. Yeah, I'm not going to like be turned down for a promotion of the cooking dinner for the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So it's been easier for me to find people, but even then, it's like in the office the other day. Um. We had somebody like. I don't know how they got onto it. Someone from another desk was talking about Brexit hmm. and like going around asking people where they supported your work is Brexit. Full of fuppies. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it's you know, it's a lot of privately educated liberals yes um and i like i was like oh god don't ask me because i don't want to have to go into this it's complicated like uh, trading block neoliberal thousands of liters of blood of immigrant blood on their hands refugee blood on their hands fortress europe i need a i need a blog yeah i need a blog article (laughs) (laughs) read this read france fanon (laughs) At the moment, whenever anyone brings up 
um, like Brexit and stuff like that, I'm starting to feel like I'm about 20 years into the 30 years war mm. and I'm covered in so much blood and viscera. <laughs> Um, that I don't know who I'm fighting for anymore. Am, yeah. I, am I with the Swedes? Was it the Swedes? Yeah, the Swedes were a big. So am I with the Swedes or am I with the Habsburgs? I don't, Adolphus, mate. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who I'm with anymore. Yeah. I don't know. All I'm here for now is the blood. But I had a moment. I don't there. know if I'm a Protestant or a Catholic. <laughs> all I believe in is blood. That's all I know, and that's literally that's. If someone asks me about Brexit, now, that's what I just say: blood. What is your aim? I want to carve my name into the Sistine Chapel, <laughs> like those German soldiers did when they invaded Rome. <laughs> But I did have that moment of you know like like before before the war before the Brexit vote yeah. um, where like Brexiters would go oh you can't you can't feel okay to come out and it's like oh god this is what that feels like mm. Mm. but you know they, they <laughs> but go. about a specific thing yeah. rather than because like you can get away with socialism most of the time because you can dress it up as liberalism and keep the peace <laughs> yeah. at your job yeah. that you have to have yeah <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, yeah. Um, to be interesting. <laughs> So it'd be interesting to see what happens to the Wolf and Forest development. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there was an article with uh, Stella Creasy the other day where she was talking about favouring a windfall tax on profits to fund more, as far as I could work out, to fund more like Lend-Lease-style um, housing projects. Oh, it's like, that's not the that's not the solution. No, no um... It's labour right ideas at the moment are really quite obvious for what they are. Yeah. Which is out of date and shit. Yeah. And yeah. It'll be as they atrophy. Like if um if someone if David Miliband had won mm. um and it, the Labour Party had carried on going that way, um I was pretty convinced that Stella Cruz would probably be in the shadow cabinet or the cabinet. Yeah. I, think I don't so. think she will be. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she will be ever. Unless she's um a lived in a coalition government. Yeah. Um, but I kind of I don't know where their like motor power comes from to keep keep on it. It's really confusing. It's really odd because it's like I've said it before, but like they're the they position themselves as the smartest people in the room, the political opportunists, the flexible pragmatists who will move into any space you want to vacate. Yeah, and it's like there's a huge fucking space that's really popular here right now. And don't think that it hasn't crossed your mind that if Corbynism comes to nothing, that you can't just scoot right back because that's what all your fucking forebears did. Mm. That's what Gordon Brown fucking did. Mm. They're all going to do it if if that happens. So, yeah. like, why not just go for it now? It's you haven't, you can't possibly have an ideological commitment to like the Elephant and Castle and Harringay and Walthamstow housing projects. You I can't. Th- I think they do. I think they're. I think they're. That they're broken. not stupid people. No, they're I just. Think, no, I think they're the broken. Mon- I think they're the monkeys raised by the wire monkey rather than the monkey with the cloth on it. <laughs> I think they're that. <laughs> they just go insane. Yes. Speaking of moving into political spaces that have just been vacated, mm-hmm. Corbyn had his big Brexit speech this week. He did. He um, did. It was pretty funny. Um, where he was finally going to lay out exactly what he wanted to see yeah. out of the Brexit negotiations and quite expertly in a way that just made me laugh because like I said I don't care anymore all I want to do is yeah I'm going to all I want is blood all I want is blood I'm going to carve my name in the 16th chapel and then when I get back to my home country I'm going to depose the king and then eventually try and kill um, Cromwell <laughs> um, along those lines you know, that's, that's my, Something that's my plan for Brexit very much a 16th century mood <laughs> yeah <laughs> 17th century mood um, 
you know, my, I've I've wiped clean my flamberge so many times that I just don't care. Um, but yeah, so the Tories for ages have been sort of going and going insane, and everything's been falling apart, and they've been obviously being idiots. Yeah. And eventually, she comes out and says what she wants, and Jeremy Corbyn just says, "Not that." Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. I feel really weird about this because, like, like talking about political positioning. Yeah is kind of what turned me off of, mm. like, Blair mm. and New Labour and all that. Like, elevating politics to a science, I feel, has a lot of, like, really negative yeah. things about it. Shit. But I just can't not kind of gush about how... How, yeah. It's how good that has been. Like, that strategy. All those fucking idiots yeah. who are like, nope, come out, oppose Brexit. Mm. It's like he's on the toilet and people are, like, fucking looking over looking over the, the stall to say, uh, Jeremy, why aren't you opposing Brexit? Why aren't you opposing Brexit now? Mm. Without seeing how fucking, de- like, crazed they've gone. It's like, I could have, pro- you could have probably predicted this. Yeah. That he was going to do that. It's like, no, you wait for your opponent to make a mistake. To, mm. Again, Something else that turns me off of politics is like doing the Sun Tzu and the Machiavelli thing. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be a game, but it is. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's done it expertly. He waited for the Tories to say exactly what they were looking for in negotiations mm. and then moved into the space that they weren't, thus creating an opposition and something to fight for mm. and something that isn't quite as bad as Brexit would seem to be. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's. Uh, economically, anyway. Yeah. But it's just um, it it's just funny. I just like I like watching Tories be upset, like really upset. Yeah, because they're funny. like, oh, he hasn't really said anything, and also and it's like, and also he hasn't what? said anything, but also he's betrayed everybody. Yeah, um, but he hasn't really said anything Davis, talking uh, about like the Tory cabinet. It's like you know why they haven't said anything is because they can't agree because they all have different opinions. Um, they say David Davis said that um, it's a massive betrayal because Jeremy Corbyn should have stuck to his manifesto. The manifesto that they didn't win an election on, so they're not in government, so they don't need to. Yeah. When the when the Tories ran in a manifesto that they're completely ignoring now. <laughs> it's very confusing. They're yeah. very bad. But also, the other thing I like watching is Fubbies piss themselves. Oh, and just man, lose that's them, been lose so good. Because they're, they're so crazy. And it's that thing of... There was, there were, I think there was quite a lot of people who voted for Jeremy Corbyn, who voted for the Labour Party in the last election, who have... FBP in their name. Yeah. And they thought that Jeremy Corbyn would eventually come out and say, I oppose Brexit. Yeah. And he hasn't because he wasn't going to, because you can't. Um, and they've lost their minds even more. Yeah. They've lost what little shred that they had that they're, they're sleeping now in their bedrooms wrapped in a tattered EU flag, just crying. And Why, crying. Jeremy? Why? Yeah. And it's a thing, like, I'm not particularly pleased with Brexit but you know what happens if you go against a referendum like this and like just do a do over the the right will do that they'll do it again the right will do it the right will like um, yeah but no like if you if you set that precedent of no it's okay we'll just ignore this referendum the right will do it worse Yeah. yeah so much worse and yeah just for all the criticism of him being a Stalinist and it's like ah just like Stalin there Enforcing, enforcing like some kind of party discipline yeah. on a matter of strategy. <laughs> the thing that they praised Blair for yep. after years and years of Labour infighting. Which, by the way, like I don't think... I think people don't like watching politicians bicker because it reinforces what they, what they think about politics anyway, hmm. which is it is just bickering. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that the expression of honest opinions that are different and 
are able to be resolved in like some kind of rational or discursive mm. manner, I don't think that turns people off as much as like post nineteen seventy nine opinion thinks it does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's absolutely fine that there are some people in Labour who have a different opinion, mm. but like the Labour decision is the Labour decision. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Otherwise, you're not in the party. And I mean, they're 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 dealing with this. They're dealing with the inverse problem that we had with Labour for years, mm. which is well, it's kind of the socialist party mm. of this country. I can't bring myself to vote for it because it doesn't in any way resemble a socialist party. Mm. And now they're experiencing that mm. because Labour like it or not, is the liberal party in this country. Like yeah. the Democrats are the liberal choice in America. Yeah. And they, they're, they're kind of... The difference is that when socialists were disappointed by it, they either stuck by it or, or like, like slagged it off or whatever. Mm. But they didn't get quite as like bitter and betrayed, I don't think. I maybe I maybe they did actually. Iraq I, and that, I suppose they were. They did well, feel kind then, of betrayed. But if then, I don't. I don't. The people that I know who are old enough to have left the Labour Party, like years ago, yeah, they weren't like. They're not like that. Yeah, um, they're all back now. Um, because they had a politics that was based on something other than signalling. Yeah, yeah, and and surface. Yeah, you know, it's um. Yeah, it's funny, but um, and yeah, before we go on to our final thing, there's one last thing I'd like to say about the fucking stupid pub pizza. Yeah, um, Monday mm. on James O'Brien's show. Oh yeah, he was talking again, mm-hmm. and I was speaking through like cracking teeth. He was talking again about feeling politically homeless. Oh, when we are just having this massive cold spell, mm. and there is going to be a lot of deaths. For yeah. people who are actually homeless. It did occur to me, yeah. The significant increase in homelessness brought about, in part, with the help of his sensible friend, Vince fucking Cable. Yeah. I hate them. I hate yeah. these people so much. They are bad people. Yeah. Who don't... It's the obliviousness as well. They don't realise how much they're hated and how much... Mm. If they got their way, that would make a lot of people... That, that would be a nail in their coffin. Yeah, definitely. It really would. Mm. Like, people have felt everybody... Like, have you not noticed the fucking general election turnouts? Mm. Have you not noticed the local council election turnouts? Mm. Pit, fucking everybody's politically homeless because they don't fucking bother because Mm. they're just going to get punished. So they might as well have a nice Thursday Mm. whenever there's a vote on. Yeah. So the idea that, like, that's your problem. You guys were in charge. You've Mm. had the zeitgeist. You've had the hegemony Mm. for this long. And look what you've done with it. You've, You've... trashed that democratic stuff and now you're coming back and saying oh well this this, all democracy matters it is important enough to go to war for except for this one yeah and like yeah of course people fucking lied in it but people lie in every election Mm. and just for them to position themselves as the grown-ups and like be so hurt hurt feelings yeah there's so much hurt feelings and it's mm, it's gross yeah on to our final subject yeah which is, it's like last week on Question Time. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Question Time. Uh, I know I, I'm not allowed. <laughs> no, um, I saw a highlight. Of, that was um, Ash Sarkar's Question Time, wasn't I, it? I, Seemed I, to do pretty well. I watched her highlight. Mm. Um, I didn't bother watching the rest because why would I bother? Um, yeah. I just lose my mind. Um, but you did send me a link to who was on um, this week. Oh, afterwards. directly after Question Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just the picture made me so angry. 
and <laughs> it's that, and then the the and then who was the, one of the special guests on the Daily Politics a couple of days later to show there's something that what's wrong with the BBC's political output. Yeah. So on this week, the guests were to give you your the amazing razor sharp analysis of mm-hmm. the week's politics. Yep. Is George Galloway. <laughs> He must Liz... never be allowed back in. <laughs> yeah. Liz Kendall. Ooh, that tank picture. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and not a good look. And Liz. Jeff Norcott, the conservative comedian. Mm-hmm. And the problem here is like, okay, George Galloway, don't really need to say much about George Galloway, except that he's a piece of shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you're forgetting. Um, you're forgetting they had a fourth guest. Who? George Galloway's hat. Oh, um, no, actually, in the picture, his hat's not there. His, Jesus Christ. His hat did not get the invite. <laughs> the hat surgically removed. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so George Galloway is a piece of shit. Yeah. There's so much wrong with that man. Mm. From from when, like, I've heard stories from when he was much, much younger mm. about how he was with women. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, didn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, allegedly. It had to be allegedly because you were told, so yeah. you didn't witness it. Because you had to say allegedly, because otherwise, you know, years down the line when we're superstars, He'll we'll get sued. by... Feathers for his fedora. <laughs> anyway, for his so, new hat. Maybe new... that's why he got the hat taken off. Because he's, he's preparing been... for the surgical procedure for that new hat. So it's been, his hat's been refeathered by the milliner. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this, so he's a piece of shit. And why you'd have him on this week? Is... Isn't he supposed to be like every time that they talk about like oh George Ga- like George Gallo is going to go back into Labour? Isn't he supposed to be persona non grata? Yeah, he is. He's with the Labour Party. Like supposed to be. He's not going to be welcome. He's not going to get back in the Labour Party. He's not. It's not happening. Mm. It's it's definitely not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about that. But the attempt to get him back in is a ploy Mm. by the Conservatives. Um, But yeah, he shouldn't be talked to about anything. I think he was talking about his foreign policy, what what Labour's foreign policy should be. And it's like, no, I don't want to hear your opinion on foreign policy. We've got people for that now. We don't need you. You're not the lone voice. No, we don't need you. Um, Liz Kendall. What can you say about Liz Kendall apart from that tank picture? Um, and the fact that she got like virtually no one vote for her. She ran one of the most right wing leadership campaigns. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. she was indistinguishable from it. Like there is, I and I, I mean this with no hyperbole. I know we say like the Labour right, why don't you join the Tories, all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, she genuinely is the most striking example of somebody who just could be in the Tories and not the Liberal wing of the Tories either. No, there is no reason for she'd her to be, be there. She'd be there with um, Burkow talking yeah. about um, repatriation. Yeah, that's crazy. That's still a thing that pissed me off that people have forgotten about that with the fucking Speaker of the House. Yeah. And they go like, oh, isn't he funny? It's like, only because he's not literally talking about shipping people back to Africa anymore. Yeah. But, um, and then Jeff Norcott, who he's on the... Funny, name... noted funny man, Jeff Norcott. Yeah, um, I, I think I first noticed him at the Fringe. Yeah. Um, when we were, I was at the Fringe with our friend Matt. And mm. we were looking at things to go see, and he was there, and we had a good laugh about why on earth would anyone go see that? That looks fucking appalling. He um, markets himself as like he's the only conservative stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's got that gimmick because he's a shit stand-up, and this gave him a gimmick. From YouTube videos I've seen, he seems to like spend the first five minutes talking about how much of a conservative is, how much he loves capitalism and the free market, and like traditional women's roles and mm. and things like that, and anti-identity politics. And then just goes into a normal shit stand-up routine. Yeah, he's um, he's just kind of a really crappy observational comic, but with a slight vein of 
your dad when he's at his most angry. Oh yeah, and yeah. most mean spirited. And he is, he is not That's what very... people laugh at, isn't it? Jokes about personal responsibility. That's <laughs> why Jordan Peterson's just <laughs> laughing it up at the Montreal Comedy Festival. But he's not very good. And he, I don't. I, the only reason I can think for him to be on things like This Week or yeah. being on Live at the Apollo or um, the Daily Mash or the Weekly Mash or whatever, the Mash Report. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the Mash Report. It's the spin-off of the Daily Mash. Good Lord. But he's, he's on there regularly. And all I can think is that there's a there's an executive producer that thinks he's funny. There's a high up member. There's a high up person at the BBC, and I bet you, if you asked your average man between the ages of fifty five and seventy what they thought of a Jeff Norcott stand up, and you played it to him because they'd say at first they'd say who's Jeff Norcott. Yeah. Then if you played it to him, they'd go, oh, that's really funny. That really puts the millennials in their place, and they'd re- it'd be, they'd be really fucking into him. And that's why he's on these things. Yeah. And it's disgusting because he's really bad. Well, he's positioned as he's one of the numbers in the. It's a really old fashioned reference, but well, he's one of the numbers in the Rolodex. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the numbers in the phone now. Yeah. That's it. In the same way that George Galloway is still on there. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that I was going to get to. This is the problem. Yeah. Because it is still a fucking Rolodex. Yeah. And the only reason George Galloway's on there is because he phones all the fucking. Do you think they He's had him? So if you if you link, oh, come on, I've got some really good I know I know they try and like they do try and have some kind of continuity between um, like quite like if they have the uh, the daily politics or this week mm. after question time they try to have some continuity. Do you think like, they? Ha- yeah, uh, it it has to because they have to talk about the things uh, that people kind of talked about on question time. If you know what I mean, okay. they want to broach similar topics because mm-hmm. they think people are interested. Do you think they had him on there because they had Ash Sarkar? It's like far left, uh, Asian woman. Um, the last time we saw that was in any kind of prominent role was Stop the War and the Respect mm. Party. And do you think they just look at that and go, oh yeah, we'll get Je- get George Galloway? I know their politics are not in a, a, a kind of in an intricate sense and not related, really. Even though they both know Navarro. But. No, I could. Yeah, actually, I could see that. I could you can see, that. see the logic. I could see the, 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 the demented, weird, logic. demented yeah. logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see. I could see that. Them, yeah. them doing that, and it just shows how nothing they are. Because mm. it's still got um, Figgy Portillo on there, and he's like, you know, he looks tired all the time, Portillo now, because yeah. he's only animated when he's talking about trains. Yeah, because he's got to that age of man now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's reached that age of politician where he has to find his thing. If he wants a continued media career, yeah. he has to find his thing. Yeah. And so many of them are doing trains now. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Sorry, I've just a, got this image of, like, like 40 years from now, you've got Aaron Bastardi talking about vintage <laughs> asteroid mining. Presents a programme on NASA. <laughs> the history of NASA. The history of the British space programme. It talks about... What was the name of that British astronaut they were all going mad about for a while? Is it... Tim... Peak? <laughs> Tim Shipman. It was Tim something. Peak? Um, well, didn't he, him and his wife wanted to be the first people to have a baby in space, and everybody pointed out it's like it can't be born without gravity because like it won't be able to come back to Earth. <laughs> its bones will be like milk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's shit. Yeah, that's, that's that's my thing. And then um, the the daily politics they had um, the I have, this one is a real confusing one. Why he's still able to get anywhere? Ah, I've got a theory. Um, what are we can talk about. A um, man who's definitely not conservative, despite um, taking their money, campaigning for them, literally having vote conservative in his Twitter bio. Um, 
crowdfunding to get on a free market junket to America so he could learn to be more Tory. <laughs> Tom Holland. Yeah. The former NUS. I think he got 40 votes in the NUS uh, presidential president race. Like 38 votes. Yeah. And I think he's trying again. Yeah, he's and doing, he, but he's his, thing now. So his whole thing was, at the time, mm. he came out of nowhere, in inverted commas, mm. to do, oh, no one cares about your student politics. Yeah. No one cares about Palestine. And he did this like jokey, bantery kind of thing. And people looked into him and it's like, he's hard right. Mm. He is quite hard right. Mm. Um, and he's now doing it again. He's released a YouTube video of him talking about votes for 12 year olds I saw his thing about lowering the age of consent to 12 yeah <laughs> <laughs> because that was the thing it's that I the saw in the video it's the easiest argument well no did you see that fucking video yeah. where he said that where everything that you can do at 16 you can do at 12 it's like really really <laughs> this is getting a bit and I just file information exchange. What you were talking about with the numbers in the phone, the numbers in the Rolodex. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, he's he's just going to try his like clown prince of conservatism thing yeah. out again. He's just trying a do over. He's going to be thirty five <laughs> and like dressed up like the historian from um, uh, Mitchell and Webb. <laughs> I'm going to make politics fun. Oh god, he's so terrible. But yeah, his thing I'm is he was lower... squirting water flower. <laughs> he was to lower the voting limit to the uh, voting age to twelve. But he doesn't really. He's just what he's doing is he's he has a problem with people um, six at the age of sixteen voting. Yes, because he's a conservative, and, and get sixteen creep. year olds don't vote conservative in yeah. general. Um, that being said, um, Lillia College at the moment has there are some proper Tories there, including the weirdest things that Lily has of seventeen year old Blairites. Wow! Shit! How does that work? Like there were seventeen-year-old okay, Blairites when we were seventeen. Yeah, but that makes that makes sense. When we were seventeen, it was like, what year was it? Two thousand one. When we yeah. were seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that kind of I can kind of understand that because it was current. Yeah. But I mean, if they're seventeen now, he quit in two thousand and seven. Yeah, some of that. Which is eleven years ago. Mm. So they were what six? Mm-hmm. What? What have they been told? I don't know. Who touched their <laughs> labour rightism? <laughs> it's really weird. But, um, yeah, so that's that's basically his gist. He doesn't want 16-year-olds voting. Um, so and he's doing a funny really... extreme s- stunt to make yeah. it seem ludicrous. If you let 16-year-olds, then you're going to let 12-year-olds. And if you let 12-year-olds, you might as well let 10-year-olds. And if you let 10-year-olds, you might as well let 8-year-olds. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's stupid. He's just a stupid yeah. person. Um, it is kind of funny... That he literally fucked up his one interview. On oh yeah, I watched that saying, interview. Like, yeah, yeah, but because of let, saying things like you can do everything at twelve that you can do at sixteen, you can't. You can't. You literally, there's can't. a load of things you can't do at twelve um, that you can do at sixteen. You can't work. Yeah. Um, you can't have sex. Yeah. You can't. Like he, like he said, oh yeah, you can't get married without your permission, parents' permission. It's like you can't do that at twelve. Yeah. You can do that. You can get married with your parents' permission at sixteen. But it was amazing you seeing. Can't do a fucking it was amazing seeing a panel of people as well. Just uh, it's like so, uh, uh, conservative deputy chairman. What mm. do you think? And it's like, well, there's loads of things you could. And just pointing it out, like it wasn't even a. He said something interesting actually. He was like, um, "Oh, I think we should keep twelve year olds from being bombarded with political yeah. messages, like people bombarded with political messages for as long as possible." It's yeah. like, isn't that your fucking job? Yeah, your job is to bombard people with political messages because you think it's important. Yeah. 
But um, <laughs> oh good. Um, but I think it. I I, I sorry, carry on. No, carry on. Okay. I think it does flag up an important problem with that program in mm. particular. He must have. I cannot. I did not. Was not able to find it. But he. It feels like he's been on there before. He has. He has. He has yeah. He's been on there a couple of times. They did not flag up his history once. No, no, no. They don't. They did not say um, former um, NUS candidate, head of student vote leave. Yeah. Um, he he's been on Sky News as well talking about Brexit. He he has form. Yeah. People like he is known. If you know and who they he is, knew who he was. Yeah, but. They didn't flag it up no. at any point. He might as well have been a new campaigner and also unable to penetrate his shitty second-rate irony. Mm. He was being ironic in mm. order to prove a point that 16-year-olds shouldn't vote. Mm. Did they bring it up? Did they dissect that at all? No, no because they've got two minutes, because they've got um, ten minutes mm. and they need two minutes for each guest. Yeah. They have no... They have no analysis for a political analysis program. They have no analysis other than what the guests bring. Mm. And the guests don't want to analyse because they don't want to get themselves into trouble. Yeah. It's a completely like if you're if you bring someone on like that and you're not going to do the work for the audience, because that's what that's the idea mm. is. It's not necessarily just informed people. Mm. It's you're breaking it down for a wider audience. Mm. That's your fucking remit. Yeah. And then for you to not do that. Mm. Why? Why do you even exist? What are you? Like they couldn't. They could not penetrate. Like they didn't know how to deal with it. No. The irony at all. Um. Um. You can see it. Sorry. Um. Uh, 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 you could see it with um the Ash Sarkar thing as well. Mm. Do you remember when she went on Good Morning? Was it Good Morning Britain? And she yeah, was talking she was about the Britain thing, and she was Morgan, Morgan and she was talking about um uh where am I Rolex being the national anthem? Yeah. Obviously, as a joke, as an irony. Yeah, but then all, the next day, took it seriously. No, but nobody even bothered to penetrate it, even though you it was obvious it was a fucking joke. Mm. You know, and the like. Oh well, crisp sandwiches are the things I love about being British, and like to be fair, you, yeah, they're pretty <laughs> great, but you. There was no... I mean, yeah, Good Morning Britain's not strictly a politics programme, but they had no. politicians on there. They, um, they always have. And um, there was no... There. there was no... There was not even an attempt. Mm. And if you can't engage like that, what what are you even doing? Mm. I know it's difficult. It can't be easy to call Tom Harwood out on his bullshit. Oh, I'd be Straight so away. Fun. Straight away. His, you bring him on, he sits there and he reckons it's just another one of his coming out saying the same old fucking bullshit not being called out for being a fucking Nazi and then he's like but you're a Tory aren't you and he'd go oh no, 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 no. Like, no you are you're a Tory you're but a Tory. even even like on the level of like because they said they started with it is this a joke and it's like I mean yes it is but why is it a joke what's he trying to do he's trying yeah. to stop 16 year olds having the vote why is he doing that like interrogate the him the fact that there was no mention of that yeah, it's staggering. It the 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 whole session was just fucking useless mm. because it didn't address what he was saying. Mm. It and he thinks and the worst thing about it is that mode of kind of irony, shit irony, mm. shit jokiness, is designed to obscure the issue. Yeah, that's what he's trying to do. Mm. He's trying to. He thinks, oh, I've got a great talking point that is like an unbelie an, an undebatable debating point. Yeah. I can and it's like I can completely shut this down. Mm. Because nobody will be able to argue that 12-year-olds should have the same right as 16-year-olds. It's fucking stupid. Mm. But you could see that's what he's trying to do. Mm. And it's like, you're going to be on this program again and you are already completely opposed to the idea of political discourse or rationality or argument or anything like that. Mm. 
it's really it's kind of sinister with the deputy chairman saying that stuff about you know not bombarding people with political messages as well mm. it's kind of sinister and I don't really like it but especially in the same week that the Tories have just bought a load of Twitter yeah because <laughs> it's they're, they're just liars they're never, that's the, one of the things that always gets me with the BBC especially with those two specific programmes mm. is they never say like I think it was like last week actually Andrew Neil did say call some like call someone out on their bullshit mm. but every, and everyone was like wow that's really surprising that Andrew Neil did it He's been doing this show for like a million years. Yeah. And it's like one of the first times he's ever said, that's not right. Yeah. They've all got into the mode of wanting to be Paxo. Mm. Uh, we've talked about this before mm. as well. Um, they've all, they, they're in the mode of wanting to be Paxman and they want the moment that people will remember of like, oh, do you remember when Jeremy Paxman asked the same question 20 times? And most of the time, the problem is that they don't do it about anything substantial. They do it about, well, aren't you going against your leader then? Mm. Isn't that what your leader said? Mm. That's not what your parliamentary colleague said. Are you calling them a liar? Are you calling them a liar? But are you calling them a liar? And even that Andrew Neil moment, because he was talking about um, the Ben Bradley and mm. the uh, Defence Secretary mm. um, saying that Corbyn was a spy. Yeah. And you get to that point, and really all he was asking was... Uh, can I uh, have I got a bit of gossip off you? Have yeah. I got a bit of bit of gossip off you? Have I? Have I got a bit of gossip off you? And it means fucking nothing, think, and it turns people, it turns yeah, me off. That's completely. literally all that the BBC politics output has, mm. which is just gossip mongering. It's a jokey politics as entertainment. Like the thick of it is the highest, the highest level of political engagement, and it's what causes those remainers to be so like I want to go back to the status quo because they want that. Mm. Don't worry, the decisions are being made in the back. We're all safe. We're all all right. Mm. But we also want a window on it because we want to watch it. And it's a huge, massive problem with late capitalism and Western civilization in general. Yeah. But also not good. Po- it's not politics. No. It's like make a show about it. There's nothing wrong within the thick of it or in the loop or anything because it's entertainment. That's mm. the whole point of it. But that's not what politics should be. No. Yeah, but that's us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, it was uh, episode 45. You can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. You can follow me at BM Bergamo and Hugh at Tanner Smashing. I'll be posting more pictures of my dog soon. Yeah. Mainly I've, I've, I've been slacking on posting pictures of my dog because I'm too busy doing everything in Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've done everything. I'd like I've literally got nearly everything. <laughs> A bad person. <laughs> but yeah, you can follow me on <laughs> Hit me up on a, hit me up. I will give you advice on how to play Monster Hunter. Because that's pretty much all I know now. That and dogs. Come on, come on, Hugh, we need to bring in the numbers. <laughs> uh, finishing this political podcast now and it's going to be a uh, a game facts. <laughs> it's gonna be a we're gonna convert all this to a game facts podcast. It's gonna be a cross between a political podcast and a new gaff. <laughs> to think we are already <laughs> but yeah <laughs> alright that's it for this yeah. week I think yeah, yeah. alright bye